I'll do it again. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. This your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political. Do not switch topics, niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well, we try to tell you, baby, this might not go well. This might not go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a light episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, yeah, episode 87, we end up. Bill, then you ain't know who it is. It's the host with the most. B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If you need branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. Episode 87. All right, wait, before we get through the check-in, if the audio sound different on this episode, I apologize. It's on my behalf, but we'll get into next episode just in case it comes out bad. But... A lot of week. How you doing this week, brother? I'm chilling. I can't complain. I mean, work is work. That shit for the birds. But everything good. People trust me with responsibilities and they children. So I guess I can't complain. What's up? What's good with yeah. you? You're a dependable guy, man. What can I say? Like, I don't answer my phone. Even I know I'm not that dependable. <laughs> I mean, at work, not in friendship. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Once up, I give all my energy at work. I don't give a fuck about real life. <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, let me tell the audience. Slick actually called me this week without any prompt to reason. Clap it up for you, Slick. Come on now. I was so surprised. I was like, what's, what, what's wrong? Like, something had to be wrong for him to call me out the blue like this. I check on niggas every three months. <laughs> we think we do a podcast weekly. That means I talk to you every week, which is I talk to like six people religiously, and it's because they talk to me. And y'all know, and you know, it's true. I cannot talk to a nigga for years. It's just if I see you, or I, hit, I hit you up randomly. It could be like you never missed a beat. So I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, but this week is good. I'm um, just started at a new job, getting acclimated to that system. You feel me? Um, but other than that, this week been cool. Um, summer's over, so if. If you looking to start your cuffing season, cover season part two episode coming soon. And we're going to lay the ground rules of how to partake in cover season, if you don't know. And there's some new rules out here. But let's get it on to this episode. A lot of stuff happened in this week, Slick, of our last episode. First of all, we have Queen Elizabeth II passed away. At the tender age of nine to six years old, am I? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Oh, you laughing at my face? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, and I don't want to disrespect the dead or anything, but I'm I, I agree with like what was some other countries that was kind of like getting after her? Um, you had um, I, Ireland, some part, some countries in Africa that was like. There was a lot of people cheering on her death, which is kind of weird. <laughs> you know, you never want to celebrate someone dying like that. Yeah, I don't think it's, but, not, it's not about celebrating her death, but I think that legacies are subjected to who they impact. If they impact you positively, 
i.e. the people of what is it, Britain, London, whatever, the, in that certain part of Europe, they mm-hmm. will think highly of her because it was an era where, and her during her reign, where they saw prosperity and they were, you know, one of the superpowers of the world and whatnot. And if you were one of those people, those countries or nations or groups of people that was disenfranchised by her reign, it's like, okay, well, all right, you're dead. I mean, I'm not wishing ill on you, but also at the same point, if you led several incursions and things of that nature that disenfranchised my people, why wouldn't? Why would I give a fuck? Why would I show tears? Like I saw, I read. I don't know if it was true. I saw glancing across the timeline about how, uh, like one nation, one country, was it Jamaica or something said, like they gave, they had, they had to take like a time off from partying or some shit. I don't know if it's true, but even the idea that that's something that come out of nigga mouth is like, nigga, this bitch ain't doing nothing for us. <laughs> that's a fact. And, you know, and I know it doesn't really change the fact that a lot of shit, a lot of shit that she has done or the, what Britain has done over colonizing is not going to change that, but, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't want to say, I'm kind of glad because, you know, what, you you see what history has taught us as kids. They had us celebrating Christopher Columbus like he was a goddamn hero. And whole time, this nigga was a fucking mass murderer (laughs) and did a whole lot of bullshit. We were celebrating people that we shouldn't have celebrated in history. And I, and this is, now this is, I know we always shit on social media, but this is one time when having social media is a plus in a sense, because if we didn't have something like that to show us what she has done or what the country has done on her reign, niggas would have put her up as an icon. And I think some place still going to hold up as an icon, which I'm not surprised, but we're not as full as we were as kids. Yeah. We know the we know the real truth. You can't control the narrative as much because social media, the internet is free. It's open, so you can still see everything. That's why I said, like for me, her raid never impacted me because I didn't give a fuck. I didn't live there. I didn't, you know, know anything about it historically. Sure, but it's also at a point where like she didn't affect my day to day life. It's like at least even if President Bush knock on wood was to pass away, I'd be like, all right. I lived through his presidency. I, I remember, you know, all the policies he passed. It's like, it'd be like, ooh, he, Kanye might have right here and care about black people, but he he definitely was a part of, like, my growing up. So I might be like, okay, R.I.P. President Bush, even though he wasn't shit. I go, what, nigga, you in a wind tunnel? What's happening, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to fix that. I had the, I had the AC on, and that shit was making mad noise. So I had to turn that shit off. <laughs> but um, I, I agree with you. Um, what you gonna call it? It's... I don't really care, you know, and also it's not like, you know, she she died an early death or anything like that. So not and I don't mean that as no disrespect. She, she, she lived a full life. And that's the thing. Yeah, she lived a full, full life, like close to 100 years old. Let's, let's keep it a buck. If you feel offended because we said we don't give a fuck, it's not disrespecting her. It's saying like, again, she her reign, yes, it coincided with our lives, but it also wasn't as I don't want to say important. It didn't have any bearings on my upbringing. You feel me? So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have that connection to it. And I'm not taking either side of people that's for her dying. People, not. I will say the video of this shit where they said they had her jumping out the plane and said this is her returning for, after winning her gulag. That shit had me dead. That like, Call of Duty shit, I was crying. That was a favorite shit I saw this week. I was like, oh, that shit is I, bad. Niggas is hilarious. Yo, I'm telling you right now, black people, we need to create our own social media just for us, bro. Because the way how y'all was talking about how America still won, because they was talking about how Betty White died at 99, so America up still up one. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas is not dead ass over here. Nah, fuck that. I, I, I'm definitely team pro Betty White over team the queen. So <laughs> that's a fact. Now on to sad news, man. That wasn't sad. Show y'all. 
Huh? That wasn't sad. Nigga, we say we didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a person that I do care about because, like, yo, if you was in UA around uh, what you would like to say, the 2014 to 2017 era, you heard this nigga's song played everywhere and he had the smash hits especially with um yfn lucci man r.i.p to pnb rock man that shit boy who definitely a sad i don't even know i don't even know where i don't even know where to begin with this shit bro there's so much there's so much stuff that we have to break down with the with with the tragedy of this shit bro first of all i would like to say Yo, everybody who said anything about his girlfriend posting the location and traumatizing her, yo, eat a dick, eat a frank on on, on everything, bro. Shorty just lost her love of her life, bro. A daughter lost a father. A family if me- a family just lost a family member, and y'all already like condemning her for posting a picture at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, bro. I mean, you know, at the internet, everybody, let's, let's let's keep it above. First of all, condolences to his family. Nobody deserves to go out like that, especially. It just showed a lack of empathy on so many levels. I, did, my, I was playing Call of Duty when I found out he got shot. And as soon as mm-hmm. I clicked on the tweet that my boy retweeted, oh, you're doing rocking, bro. What you doing over there? That wind tunnel going crazy. <laughs> but nah, what's it called? Um... They basically like he sent the, he had a tweet and I clicked on a tweet and I was like oh PNB shot it was like that's crazy and I was I realized it was a quote tweet so I clicked on the quote and I saw that fucking yo they had a whole video of this man gunned down in the middle of the restaurant crawling Bro. I'm like why the fuck are you recording that like why do you think that that's okay like granted I get it some crazy shit happened but I hate the fact that fucked up shit happens. And people, A, record it, so there's no stepping in. I get it, he had the game, gun, whatever, but there's no stepping in, but then you're immediately going to film the shit. Like, like that's some shit. Like, people, because you got to think, that shit's on the internet. It's going to live forever. They're not scrubbing that shit clean. Mm-hmm. And then, going back to what we were saying about, you know, his girlfriend, like, yo, he could, uh, there's a million other ways that they could have got the drop with him and found out where he was. And that, actually, news the news report came by that um, I guess he was taking pictures or his location was tagged prior to his um, girl posting up the picture. So they had they had about an hour. So, th- so they said that um, she posted twenty minutes before it happened, but apparently he was there over an hour before that, and I guess he either took a picture with someone or so, his location was shown an hour prior to that. So. It didn't even really matter about the girl per se. They already had to drop on him an hour before it actually happened. Yeah, and keep it a buck. Let's be honest. He's a rapper with jewelry in South Central LA. I saw a uh, TikTok of this old gang member talking about it. Like, yo, dudes is going to try you. And it's like, so, like you've been saying in this podcast since the start that rappers are like the most endangered and most dangerous career, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, a lot of niggas, and it's sad to say, a lot of niggas is looking for a come up. They not built or they don't got the skills or they fucked up early on and can't make get make an honest wage. Or they just want to be like, yo, I got that nigga shit. And he said the realest shit. They was like, yo, don't look at the jewelries and the pawn shops and shit. He's like, the nigga didn't kill the nigga to pawn his shit. He took his shit to wear his shit as a sign. Like, nobody going to snitch on him, but he's going to be the one to be like, all right, I, I took care of that. 
and it's it's a it's a sign of respect in some of those cultures, and it's crazy, and it's like it's like that's fuck that's the fucked up part. So wait, ha- what? That's what they said? Yeah, that's what an OG uh L A OG said. He was like, yo, real talk. These niggas come to this hood. He's like, told my people like they come outside. They you know they don't got security. They don't got the blicky on them, and it's like niggas will see you. They will approach you. And it's like they gonna take your shit. They will. They are ready. It'll be the smallest nigga in the clique ready to take your shit type thing. So it's wild in that regard because it's like, yo, that's the culture for some of the, the gang shit. But it's like it's sad. And then you get the people who just want to get their tweet off, or they feel like I guarantee happen. Don't listen to PNB Rock, but it's because it's a story. They said, oh, you know, his girl did it. Like, no, because you're not thinking. She's seeing all of these shits. She's going to see mm-hmm. all these tweets. That's not helping the situation. Y'all want to blame her so bad. Again, there's so many fucking ways that they could have found out where he was. Niggas could have seen him outside the restaurant, but oh, that nigga in there. Think about and the that. Thing about, and the thing about L.A. too is like everyone knows everyone. Like L.A. might be big, but it's also small too. So you don't, so even if someone that's seen him is not gang ganging, but most likely they know someone. Like the gang culture is so entrenched in L.A. that even if you're not in the gang, you probably know someone in the gang type shit. That's a fact. Whether you check, so it. you could you could you could be a waiter, and you know your cousin is from I'm gonna say a random hood from Fruit Time Paru. You don't like you don't probably won't even know. Word, and it's like that shit is scary, and it's like it's so deflating. Another because the story was another young black a young black man dead before, but just as he turns thirty, but right before his birthday type shit. Is that his girlfriend did it? I'm like, yo, that's not the narrative. A man lost his life. He's just about to make his comeback musically. Went independent, just dropped a new record. Been out and about, flaunting, showing, having having a time of his life. Got out the hood because he didn't want to, you know, really be stuck in there. And it's like, yo, you get killed at the chicken spot just because you wanted to get something. You can't even go eat. Shit is fucking disgusting, bro. And then, and what you said just now about wearing the jewelry, bro. I'm like, yo, this is why. This is why I just don't understand some cultures out here. And, you know, because it's like you wear his jewelry. You know, these are the same type of people that's going to wear his jewelry or make or make inst- or make social media comments, might post some some um, en- en- encrypted message. And then be wondering why they get arrested or, oh, people snitching on me because y'all be doing wild stuff. Why would you even take his chain after killing him? You get you get more. I would see I would see how he would get more respect if he robbed him and took his chain and left him alive. So he then I can understand why he would promote that on social media. But you're gonna be walking around L.A. and then you go and then that person is gonna get picked up. That's a fact. As soon as you take, as soon as somebody, so even if you give it to your man's and your man's word, they somebody's getting locked up for this murder. Absolutely. I'm letting you know that now. So even so, if you stupid enough to even go to a pawn shop or wear it publicly, your ass got what's coming to you. And also, a lot of thing about this is like, yo, this is my, why I don't like about this generation, especially of these of these thugs. Like, y'all don't have no type of no etiquette. There's no code. No etiquette. No type of um foresight. Discretion. Because you're you're you you gonna what pawn this 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 materialistic thing for like what? Ten thousand. You're not gonna get the full value of what he paid for. What that's gonna keep you afloat for what? A couple of months, especially of your lifestyle. About to say, and they got to go back outside again. Just last, just last week, Sauce Walker told me, told the world that he almost got robbed, and then that same person that got robbed tried to rob someone else after him, 
and lost his life. Yeah, stick up kids, man. That shit is not no fucking joke, but these niggas is playing around. Like, this is wild. So and I'm just thinking, and it just reminds me of the Pop Smoke stuff. Like, yo, they really killed Pop Smoke over a chain in a couple thousand dollars. That's what they found when they tried to rob him. This it's the idea. Like again, I was talking to Shorty. I was like, "Yo, check-in culture is real. Like niggas want you to check in, and that's the extortion. It's like they were trying to extort you. That's part of the that's part of the code. And it's just like you don't do that. And it's like it's like they niggas seen you. They they moving crazy. And it's it's scary. It's really sad because it's like again, this man just went to have dinner with his girlfriend, or lunch with his girlfriend, and lost his life over some jewelry. Because name that's and like he almost got robbed the the week prior too. So that's even more crazy. Oh yeah, I saw the interview with academics, right? Mm-hmm. So that shit is wild. Yeah, that shit is... Right, so dude. RIP to P&B Rock, bro. Um, and also, this is this is off off of... Not really off of it, but I, I kind of see a lot of people on social media like, yo, while he was alive, y'all wasn't showing his number. Why y'all streaming his music now? I don't really like that narrative. Like, I, I pre- he's, 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 he's independent, so please stream his numbers because he's definitely independent. But it's like, bro, there's so many damn artists in the world. Especially now, there's like almost every every couple of every couple of months, there's a new artist over here. You know, niggas just like I, you know, niggas just like to be combative though. They like to be like, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't like a- I don't, I don't, I never got that narrative. Is oh yeah, I never showed his music love while he was here and stuff like that. But I'm like, bro, his fans fucked with him. And the thing about if it, he's is, not popping right now. Go ahead. I said, think about it too. How the fuck you know who's showing love? Because he have number one records. We know half of that shit is not just about the music. Half of that shit is about the business mm-hmm. and where your music is played. So cut that shit out. And like we said, P and B got records. There's records. You want you want you want to play a little tribute for the more? Let's run a couple of drinks. Let's run this. My this is probably my favorite P and B song. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you been on my mind for so long that I ain't gonna waste no time. Not nowhere all alone. Girl, I'm so bad, just fine. You know that I'ma treat your body right from head to toe. She go, yeah. there she go, yeah. there she go. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time she walk by, every time she walk by, every time she walk by, I be like, there she go. Every time she walk by, I can see in her eyes, Shawty be feeling my vibes. I be like, there she go. Every time she walk by, every time she walk by, every time she walk by, I be like, there she go. Every time she walk by, I can see her. For the city too. Hold on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I found you, girl. I like being around you. Feel like Kanye, I'm bound to. Shawty, if you down, I'm down to. Yeah, I found you, girl. I like being around you. Feel like Kanye. 
one time for Mr. P and B fucking rock, man. R.I.P. brother. That, that's a fact. And to add on to the sad news, R.I.P. to Jesse Powell. You know, not a lot of people knew about him, but he had this. He had this um, favorite song from the 1998 "You," which peaked uh, number two on the R&B. And number 10 on the Billboard 100, he died at the age of 51. RIP to him. Condolences, condolences. All right, man. Let's get let's get straight to it. Ray J versus the Kardashian. It's been finally been confirmed. So, Slick, this past week, and we all doing our own thing. And then, then we just saw Ray J randomly get on his on his Instagram saying, talking about he's going to expose the Kardashians, especially Kris Jenner and Kim, live about the sex tape. And the whole time he was doing his whole exposure of them, I was wondering, what made Ray J, after all these years, expose them? And then I find out. Shout out to Here's the Thing podcast with Kev on stage and Angel, that chick Angel. So apparently in one of the Kim Kardashian episodes on Hulu, they, they was talking about the, you remember you remember re, a couple months ago when um Wack One Hundred was saying tape. how yeah tape. when the extra sex tape right mm-hmm. so one of the episodes recently that just recently aired she was talking about oh what if he what if he put a dildo in me while I was sleeping and some st- like basically Insinuate. trying to insinuate rape or something from Ray J and then when Ray J heard that he was like yo and now at first I was like kind of everybody knew it was fake and whatnot and i was kind of like yeah, off his rockers again but once i found that that news out i was like oh ray j oh you you in the right my brother oh <laughs> do you because now, now i'm like yo i never personally hated the kardashians what they did or what they do to black culture or the black men but this is a new low i'm never gonna hold you What's your thoughts? I didn't know that was the. I, I read some of the stuff about how he was upset and saying he was gonna bring it up. I read a snippet about the sex. I didn't know that's what she said. That's wicked. Because it's like it's always about controlling the narrative. So as opposed to saying there's not another tape, you wanted to draw ratings and insinuate that somebody, your man at the time. Because first of all, that's your man at the time too. I'm not saying that that can't be inappropriate, but I'm like, if there's a recording and shit and you knew about it, I'm pretty sure there was complicitness. I mean, I might be a little insensitive, but I'm feeling like. And we all know this, the story of the tape was that what? They made it, somehow it leaked or somebody leaked it, and they were going to sell it. And the mom was like, no, y'all got to do it again. And that's why they have like cut angles and shit in the actual video. Bro. So I'm like, yo, this is really, because it's like, it's, it's almost defamation at a point. If you're going to say he he did this to me he while I was sleeping. And like, I don't know, I don't, that don't sit right with me. And I feel like. Especially when especially when they got the 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 better end of the deal because you feel me they both signed the contract off of this and the and they built a whole billion dollar <laughs> enterprise. Yeah, let's be honest, nobody would have cared. They would have just been another set of Hollywood girls, but it created interest, and then they started popping up everywhere. And then it's like, oh, you know, all the celebrity niggas was trying to knock it down. So it's like they and they, mm-hmm. they honestly the, the mom was a genius because the way she spun everything, but also at a point it's like yo that's just so yeah, distasteful. I need her. To, I need her to manage this podcast because she made them. She made she made at least three billionaires. But this woman, and it's also it's women niggas is horny. 
You just seen the shit about Black China making forty million, twenty million dollars over OnlyFans, and apparently she don't show that. We know that was cat. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the numbers. Uh, the she money. made yo. You talk, Rob Kardashian Jr. is making millions of dollars selling socks with his low self esteem ass. We could make some bread off. Yo, Chris, fuck Ray J. We out here support this might not go well. Get us, get us on everything. You heard? She's the mastermind. But you're wilding. I'm not letting that girl woman represent me. She gonna have me fucking bitches on fucking pornos. <laughs> Some bad bitches, though. <laughs> yeah, you got that part right. But yeah. Nah, but 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 I saw a tweet where they said that um, Kim Kardashian was gonna turn into a white woman again, and hold and behold, she looking like Hulk Hogan, all blind up with the blind <laughs> eyebrows and everything. She reduced her ass. If you didn't notice. Look at previous photos of her. She 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 kind of lost a little bit of her ass now. She's turning into a white woman. They sucked the black culture dry. And now she now she going back into white media. I mean, and I'm just like, yo, this shit is crazy, bro. I mean, a lot of this, her aesthetic is kind of like it's transcended into the white world though. You got to think the BBL, the 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 skims, you know, even the partnering with the high fashion brand she kind of used black people's interest in reality television and you know debauchery and shit and she has she had Kanye white, West yeah, used his creative ideas so she kind of like levels up with, with every situation so I mean you can't hate the knock the hustle of him but it's also oh like, that's what some, I can't but some, mm-hmm. shit is, some shit is just distasteful and I think that's just where it's like it's like a cutoff. You feel me? Because like people were, like gonna say like we like we know we know we, we, how you came up, but it's cool. You made you doing that lawyer shit. You definitely fighting for equity and rights. People do that shit. Like, but all this attention seeking shit, it's corny. Don't be corny. And the thing about it is, if he had done this way back when, it would probably have a more impact. But they have such a a big ass empire now that they could just not respond, and this shit would blow over. And it's kind of like, damn, Ray J, you you finally had the guts to really expose. And I think it was because he feels like they breached the contract. So now that's why he felt like he can um, fully expose them. Yeah, so I'm just like, yo, yeah. this is too little, too, you know, too little too late now. Because they because you because here's one thing they could either ignore it or the second one Kim Kim can make a whole crying face like. Uh, you know, that's just what I had to do at the time. I didn't know no better. Yeah, either way, and get get white sympathy. It's always a spin. She's fine. She'll mm-hmm. be okay. I just think he was fed up at the way his character was portrayed. We know Ray J is a dickhead, but it's also like, come on, bro. I did what? <laughs> and also shout out to Ray J because during that whole live, he had a link. Yo, go see this text messages, and it went straight to Raycon. That nigga's a marketing genius. I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to you, Ray J. You know how to you know how to sell your products. Get that money. Off niggas, absolutely. Now, now on to other news. Robert Kelly has been found guilty on multiple counts of child pornography, enticement, and other charges. What's your thoughts on this shit? Twenty years too late. That's it. Shit. Twenty years too late. I mean, if you, I never seen the tape, but from what I heard, the descriptions, niggas knew that was a little girl, and they knew he was doing this shit. So. I mean, I have no real response to it. It's just like, yo, it is what it is. Talk about karma, bro. Because in 2008, he was acquitted of 21 counts of child pornography. That's because he had lawyers and and was still making number one records. We know why he got acquitted. (laughs) 
And for your dumb ass to sit here and get acquitted of all that shit, you continue to do your nastiness. And you didn't think you thought you was too untouchable now in this culture. I don't even think it this was shit's that. Sad. I don't even think it was that. I think, like again, I said he was making too much money. He was too important. The system wasn't going to let him go down for that. But then once he, not to say fell off, but you know, every artist or even megastar reaches the peak where they they're not as profitable as they once were. He became a legacy mm-hmm. act. Why the fuck am I spending billions of dollars to suppress the dirt of a legacy act? You feel me? Exactly. So I think it. Be- and the thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. You good? Uh, I'm. I'm also. Like, because I don't know if you saw the Maxwell challenge that they've been doing lately. Mm-mm. To find out that was written by R. Kelly, you oh. you re- you forget how entrenched R and B music is with him. So it's like, bro, now I'm over here cutting off songs of him produced by him, written by him. And I'm just like, God damn, it ain't gonna be no more '90s R and B I could listen to after this shit. Whoa, 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 whoa! I only got rid of the shit he's saying. <laughs> Slow down, <laughs> Slow the fuck down. <laughs> Slow. No, bro, because I'm just like, bro, I can't listen to certain songs because he had his hands in almost everything in the 90s, bro. Well, I, I don't see his hands. It might sound like it, but it don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to listen to I Believe I Can Fly? You're I, not gonna I, listen? I haven't played an R. Kelly record that's sung by R. Kelly on my phone. I might have fucked up and slipped up and singing that shit out loud. Like I definitely found myself humming, humming, feeling on your booty the other day. And I was like, fuck, that was a great fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> um. But let's go on to the Abbott Elementary. You being a teacher, how did you feel about this show winning the Emmy? And also shout out to Sherry Lee Ralph oh, for, I ain't going to lie, that speech had me motivated as a motherfucker. Oh, What's your thoughts on that sitcom? I, I, I ended, That sitcom is hilarious, bro. I fuck with it. It has multiple layers. Each character, like the thing about it is we know that Quentin, Quint, am I saying her name correctly? Uh, Quentin Brunson. Yeah, Quentin Brunson. She's the star of the show, but each character—it's kind of like she's the star, but she's not really the star type of thing. Like every character is like she allows it's not everybody. Like to one, fl- everybody flourishes. Everybody gets yeah. A shine. No, absolutely. I think the first time I watched it because I heard about the the you know I'm very much I read the critic reviews about shit just to kind of see what they're saying. So the first time I watched it, I was kind of like trying to look at it from that lens, and it was like, oh, it's cool. There's a lot of commonalities. And then Shorty was watching it religiously, so I I stopped for like I don't think I watched episode three, four, three and four, or two, three, four. Mm-hmm. I come back randomly. I started watching episode five. I'm like, yo, that shit really happens. Yo, that shit really happens. It's like really well written, timely comedy. And it captures what is what it really some like not to as dramatic in real life, but it's like that shit that happens. Those are conversations that happen. You be really trying to feel like who the fuck was flipping these fucking deaths over? Who was drawing in the fucking bathroom? Like yeah. real life shit. You watch people fall in love at the job and think niggas don't pay attention to it and shit. Like all of that shit happens. And you just laugh. It's been like that every I, all my main career since I've been like fourteen has been working in some kind of school setting. So it's like you everything that she's doing, we, I've seen that shit. And that shit is hilarious because it's it's true. So going into it from, at first with like a snobbish point of view, like this not this not gonna talk about real teacher shit. And then seeing real teacher shit is like, yo, I I fuck with it. And again, written by a black woman, black characters, mostly cult. Even like you got well rep- strong representation of all characters. Even like the gay characters, the guy, the two guys. I'm like that shit is funny. 
And I get mad now because you know when Insecure is popping, niggas look like Lawrence. Now they talk about look like the, the nigga from Everybody Hates Chris on that show. I be tight. Uh-huh. I be so fucking mad. <laughs> I like every good black show. I look like somebody, huh? Fuck y'all. Yes, Andre. I'm talking about you, bitch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, some niggas that start to shoot back to you out here, bro. Now, Tyler James Williams, my guy. Anything he's in, I kind of try to watch. So I, I'll fuck with it. But this is definitely a great show. Principal is, the principal character is hilarious. Shout out to them for winning those mm-hmm. awards. Cheryl Lee Ralph been in the, I think that, those are like the most promising awards. When you just see like, it, it's, it's never too late. Like I know sometimes niggas post that meme of like the billionaires and the celebrities. Like, Oprah didn't get her big break till she was 40. All right, shut the fuck up. I'm not advertising. But seeing somebody work for fucking 30 years. And getting that recognition, even like uh, Delroy Lindo, who was in uh, The Five Bloods, and, you know, put on in that movie. You know, he didn't, get a, he didn't get an award for it, but just that recognition of like, yo, new generations are learning your work. And then you're showing that if you just stay dedicated, you're going to get opportunities. And people, maybe not when you want it, but when you need it, are going to be able to pick you up and be like, yo, I want to do this with you. Because when I grew up, you were fucking fire, and I always wanted you to be, wanted to work with you type shit. So just mm-hmm. like, keep that shit in mind. Like, yo, it's never too late to make your dreams come true. Just keep putting that shit to the grind. And don't fall for the trap of I, I didn't do it at twenty five. I didn't do it at twenty one. I didn't do it at thirty. It's a lot. What of, you thought? What you what you thought about Jimmy Kimball? I read he did doing something. that stupid fuck shit. I read he did something. I don't know what it was. What he do? Um. So when she was receiving the wall, he was playing dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. And you know she brushed it off, and he kind of apologized now. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I really don't get it. But, you know, she said that he was very instrumental into her career. I just don't get it. It's white humor. And I don't understand why he did that shit. White, humor. white people are weird sometimes. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a disconnect. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, it's a disconnect. Sometimes people think shit is going to hit. The white people probably got it. The white people did. If it was insulting, whatever. We know the show was going to win because it had a 100% rating. What's, so what's, now, what about this Nick Cannon shit? Hold on. What's this Nick Cannon shit I see up here? What you talking about? You talking about his ninth baby? <laughs> <laughs> his tenth baby, actually. He has ninth one was just born today, though, or yesterday. Some shit like that. He posted the pictures. I, I, I think it was his... Oh, I think... No, he's supposed to have... Yeah, he's supposed to have ten kids. His other girl is pregnant, but this girl just... But there was also a clip. Shout out to Shane Booty. I seen that. I um, actually watched that. About them being like polyamorous type shit. Bro, I don't know what the fuck... I need... I, you just need money, bro. No, <laughs> I ain't gonna no, hold no, you because no. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I've been. Uh, this is gonna sound weird. Not like I'm trying to participate, but I watched the Tiana Tiana Taylor and uh, Jadena and Joey Badass video. Where they talking about polyamory, and it's not about money as much as it is understanding and communication. I think money makes it easier. Because when you're rich, who gives a fuck who you're fucking? Or it's like, all mm-hmm. right, we're going to have times where we're not together because of work type situations. Versus like when you're broke and it's like, all right, cool, I need you here. And I want that ownership. And I want what my, my mama and daddy didn't have type shit. But it's all communication. And I think it's just like, because I think what Shorty said, she said right now I'm choosing to be. That's, that was the most powerful. She said, I'm choosing to be committed or, or um, what's the word? What's the word when you... With to monogamous, whatever, yeah, choosing to be I'm monogamous, like, yeah, yeah. So choosing to be monogamous with Nick, even though what all the girls know about each other, it doesn't work if they don't know about each other. Because somebody's left feeling stupid, you know that's going left. But, so you telling me more women would be open? So you telling me women would be more into polygamy if you be honest with them? I feel like it. I think so. I think that. 
in all honesty, I like if two motherfuckers is going to cheat on each other anyway. Not saying everybody, but like this relationships with two motherfuckers is cheating on each other, and then one gets mad because they find out. You feel me? Whereas if mm-hmm. we both say, "Yo, I love you. I want to be with you, but I want the option of sleeping with other people," or we like the cool shit. Not even that. The coolest shit that I've learned about that that whole shit is that like. They do like monthly check-ins, nigga, like mo- or in monthly to annual or bi-monthly men- or annual meetings where they be like, "Yo, you still in this? You still want it this way? Do you want to change it?" Like it's to that level of communication. And a lot of times it's okay. I don't want anybody else right now, but you know we could get a third. Or it's not like, all right, like all right, if you like say say you date somebody's bisexual, right? Okay, and they're fucking. The other, they're they're bisexual. They find somebody bisexual. They fucking they're the same gender as them, but they don't tell you. So most people that cheat to me, that's cheating, right? So most people that be cheating. But if if you communicate yeah. like, hey, to be with me, if you really want to, I like to do X, Y, Z, and that's part of it. If I decide to be with you, or you decide to be with however it's working, it's like we have to come to that understanding. And with po- polygamy and polyamory. It's like you talk about it and you really it's it's like it's like leasing a relationship. You feel me? So I think it's a level of conversation that a lot of people are not but I know I'd have a hard I'd have a hard time accepting it. Like mm-hmm. that's why I know I couldn't do it. Or I'd have to be it, it would take a, a certain type of woman to be like, all right, you can have your freedom, I can have my freedom. Cause it's like a lot of times it's you want your cake and eat it too, but you don't want the other person to have it. Yeah, and, I think- and that's why I realized too, because a lot of times I see women talk about I'm selfish, I really want to share type of thing. I don't want to see my other person. You have to be comfortable with that. But these are the same bitches that's going to have dinner with niggas on the low. So let's cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. And that's, that's, a, that's definitely and that's a the, fact. And that's the shit. It's like you would think it would make sense for a lot of people to do it, but then there are rules to it. And a lot of people only want the parts that allow them to do what they want. Polyamory is truly accepting yourself and your partner and being like, hey, you know what? Maybe we need a third person. Oh, you like girls? But that girl can't just be for you. Because like, it's like shit is cool. It's like it's like the threesome thing. Like you don't have a threesome with your girl. Like every nigga, every straight nigga knows that. You don't have a threesome with your girl because it's going to get weird. Yep. That's a but, fact. But in a poly, in a, those relationships, apparently it's not a threesome. It's like She's that person is with us, like she's dating both of us. Or wait, side note, you remember them Taz Angel chicks when they was doing that whole sister wife shit? Yep, that's when the internet was a wild, wild place. And find out there was a whole escort, but continue my fault. It absolutely makes sense, but nah, it's just like that's the shit. It's a level of communication to it. So with Nick Cannon's situation, it's like, all right, I'm having children with these women. I'm doing this. The money makes it a lot easier to pallet, but those girls is getting their money too. Not as much as him, of course. They getting a couple of dollars. So you feel me? It it makes sense. There's provision. They're being provided for. They know the children is taken care of. The children are loved, so it works. But in the average everyday relationship, it could work if you're open to communicating, which I think a lot of people aren't. We present a false. This is deep as fuck. We present. A false percentage of ourselves to our partners early on, in an attempt mm-hmm. to really to get to to get them to want to stay with us, and that's why over time problems creep. It's not that the spark is gone, but it's that you start to get so comfortable that those pieces that you probably tried to hide and tried to overly manage start to creep in. 
So it's like, especially if you come into a situation open and honest, like, hey, yo, I like you, you like me, this is it, I'm fucking these girls, oh, I'm fucking these niggas, all right, cool, what are we doing type shit, and establish what that looks like, then it could work. And it's like, all right, you don't have to own everything, but it's also a level of trust and respect. And like I said, that idea about being able to communicate monthly, like, yo, you still into this? Oh, you still want some other? And, and I think I think that needs to be integrated in marriage as well, and in, into a contract of marriage. Like, yo, every two years or so, we should reconvene at a table. But like, yo, we good on this, nigga? Every fucking month, where we at with it? Because then you could, because you know what it is. Then you can see counseling. You can see, oh, is it a you thing? Is it a me thing? Is it a us thing? You could mm. fix it. And I again, but that also comes with you know the reality of okay, things aren't always gonna be perfect. But you don't want to deal with come that. with self awareness too. Yeah, and that's that's some real shit. So like we're programmed to be in relation because that's what we saw growing up, and that's still true to this day. But a lot of us didn't see healthy. I can tell you, only healthy relationship I really saw was my grandparents. And then when I was old enough, I, they argued in front of me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, wait a minute, this, this shit <laughs> yeah, happened. You feel me? And I tried not to be that. Like, if I get a relationship, I'm not trying to do that. But then something I've I've learned even recently, you have to do that. It's a natural part because you're growing and you're changing and. Uh, not and if it's gonna be, and if, if, if it's gonna be a life partner, you shouldn't have anything to hide. I feel like sometimes when you're in the relationship, sometimes you are scared to tell your true feelings. Absolutely, hurting or even like, or even a fear of. But if this is your life partner, if this is the person that I'm going to be sharing my ups and downs, my sad and joy, and all that around about. You shouldn't have no fear communicating with this person, and I think you are hitting the you hitting the you nail know, right on the button where you have to be able to communicate your feelings. Like, yeah. hey, we we locked in, we locked in, we we good on this part. You have any issues? And I feel like sometimes in relationships, we we are afraid to tell our partner our true feelings, and we also afraid to tell ourselves what we truly feel, and we kind of we kind of shy away from that. And then that's when sort of the resentment and built up thing, and that's how we easily get triggered or we try to find um, enjoyment from outside of our relationships. Absolutely. And this is what leads to a lot of toxicity that we have in today. Absolutely. You definitely nail it. And that's why I said the money aspect for Nick Cannon and people that have money that do this shit, I get it. Because it, when money is involved, it's a lot. Like I said, Nick is that trick. Don't give a fuck about the money here. Yeah, it's because it's like a lot of times. You're dealing with somebody that wants that. But if you're really in it for the genuine relationship, and like I said, but you know you struggle to commit, you have to communicate that. You can't just try to be what somebody wants you to be. You feel me? Like, Nick mm-hmm. Cannon, I believe, is upfront with these women. Like, hey, look, I'm not trying to get ma-. He said it. I'm not getting married no more. But he has genuine connections with his five short, Well, four. I don't think he fucking with Mariah no more. But he had with the, the four other girls he has a genuine connection with and they were given, given he's having children with them and they all understand. Like, this one big-ass, blended-ass family. I respect it. I just, I just know that I was, I, I got the criticism. I forgot to show that Lisa Ray is on with, um, Claudia Jordan and is it the real? Fox. Yeah. Not the real. Uh, they have like a podcast, a talk show. I, I get what they mean by, Hey, when these kids start to grow up, are you going to be available to be there for them? Cause you know, it's one thing to be there financially, and then there's a lot of thing to be there emotionally and physically. That's not front. Like, that's not front. Like Nick Cannon don't post pictures. I'm not saying pictures is the only thing, but that's not front. Like Nick Cannon don't be around his kids, but he's working. 
And but, like, but that's but that's but because that means because his kids right now don't really know what's really going on type of stuff. They don't really have too much stuff going on. Like you know when you was a, rich. a, a high school person. That's where the money comes in, though. I feel like with the money, it's like you know you growing up in an environment where you don't have to struggle. So I'm like, if pops, you only see pops twice a month. That's more than some niggas, some of us broke niggas could say. <laughs> but no, I get what you mean, but I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes you just want to see your pops every single day. You probably will just, it, not even just no money stuff. You just want to have, hey, if my pops is here, I just want, not, you know, I, I wouldn't, if I was a kid, I, I personally wouldn't want a, a busy father. That's true. I ain't going to hold you. I, and, I, and if I have a son, I wouldn't want to be like, I, I ain't going to never stop being a hustler and try to, make better for my family but i also know that i want to be there because i don't know maybe um okay i'm gonna be a little transparent love my dad love my dad and he was there financially for me i would never take that away from him but you know the typical caribbean so it's not really too crazy not too transparent but the typical caribbean um lifestyle is like yo your parents come here and they're working so hard that they don't really get to celebrate or not celebrate but get to be there every waking moment because they got to work at least one or two jobs to make up for this high ass shit that goes on in new york city so it's kind of like you i would want my parents to be there more than just hey everything is financially you got a roof over your head you got clothes on your back you got all that you know what i mean and i feel like that might be the case when it comes to these kids growing up in the future, it was where like, hey, yeah, I don't have to starve for anything. I'm 16, I get my own car, but it's like, is my dad gonna pull up to the game? Even though it's not an important, it's not an important game. Is he just gonna pull up to my exhibition match? Is he just gonna be there just to go get ice cream? Not I have to wait a whole month for him to get off of work for him to to link me. You know what I mean? I get that. I def- that social development portion. And I think mm-hmm. that just comes in with strong co-parenting and just being like, you know what it is? A lot of moms, like, put you on where you got to be. And I feel like Nick Cannon, for, or as busy, that nigga work a lot. But I feel like he's starting to, you know, he's setting up DC to take over a while and out. I don't know if they renewed his show or not, but if, you know. Like, no, no, he got canceled. He got canceled, right? So it's like, there will be opportunities. If he's in California, hopefully he can be in those children's lives. But it's definitely, like. That is a downside of poly. I mean, I haven't explored that part. I just know, like, the relationship element of it. And like I said, you take the lessons. I say take lessons from that shit. And if you don't be polyamorous, take the lessons of what they're doing and implement it into your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's some real shit. Uh, so, so let's cut through these couple topics fast so we get to the song of the week and a toxic topic. Nicki Minaj versus everyone. I don't know what the hell happened. Nicki Minaj made, I thought Nicki Minaj did a great thing by actually putting a lot of people on her Super Freaky Friday remix track, which I thought was a great thing. So not bad. And then it turns into her versus Megan, potentially. Then once again, we revisit the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B beef again. And Cardi B asking her to put an at onto her subliminal message. Then there's the whole little Kim thing again. I'm just like, bro. And then you have Azalea Banks talking about she's with a rapist. And then you have um, um, Asia Doll saying stuff. I'm just like, yo, I kind of feel for Nikki sometimes. Because, like, Nikki, this is what we've been asking Nikki to do for years is to put the spotlight on the next 
female artists that's up and coming because I think that was always her problem. She never did what Drake did. Drake never shined away by uplifting younger talents. And I feel like at, at a time, this is not my personal feeling. I feel like at the time, I think they, I think they regard Nicki Minaj as a gateholder, a gatekeeper, as she kept all the shine to herself. We're not really try to collab, but now she's doing it, and then she's still meeting some of the backlash. Sometimes you just can't win, and sometimes you, you can't win at all. But it's also sometimes like you reap what you sow almost. And I don't know anything, but I've, I've seen like the rumors about like, you know, the back channels of like, you know, only doing shit that benefits her or whatnot. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. now that she's trying, you might be trying to turn over leave. People might still have that sour taste in your mouth. It's like when somebody try to do something nice to you after they've been fucking, fucking you up for, for years, like, nigga, I don't trust your dumb ass. <laughs> That's a fact. Now, what do you think about the Phoenix Suns owner? Nasty work. Spend it for a year and what? How many millions? Ten million. Ten mil. But the suspension wasn't big enough. But it's nasty work. It's like, how do you put it? I think when you're, you're nobody is above common decency, and when you run a, a major company or anything like that, and you know you're working with ethnic and multiracial people and women in the center, you have a responsibility to set the tone for what is a healthy, healthy, healthy workspace. And if you can't do that, how dare you try to exist in the space just to, just to flex you have money? And I think for Robert Sarver, who's notoriously already had a bad rep as a cheap owner, I think for what was had he's saying dropping n bombs and sexually harassing women and shit like that. The NBA, yep. Adam Silver, it's probably one of the first times Adam Silver dropped the ball, but I don't think it's over. I've been reading reports about like you know play like they he does they, the NBA does not want to go to a major he has a major legal battle with Robert Sarver just yet. So the one-year fine and $10 million might just be like, you know, the agreed-upon cost, but players are going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to it's gonna reflect poorly on the league if he comes back or, you know, his, he has similar antics. You feel me? You can see players being like, I don't want to play for this guy. I don't want to be in this city. You feel me? Chris Paul, yeah. And I could also recognize, like, people bring up the uh, the former Clippers owner, Donald, Donald Sterling, his stuff in 2013. We, we were in a different time in 2013. It was like, Prime Black Lives Matter, you feel me? Like, prime at a time. And it was like, they already had many owners that didn't like him. For them to remove Sarver as an owner, they need 23 owners that are going to say, yo, we don't fuck with what you did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that nigga got more than seven friends as owners of sports teams. And also, you talking about these owners probably have skeletons in their closet that don't want to see the light of day. So they don't want to sit here and start kicking people out because then one of their mess comes out, then that thing is going to get straight pointed back to them. So I, 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 I'm not surprised. Uh, you, you're telling me a white billionaire guy s- s- is misogynistic and says the end bomb. That's not. That's not. I'm not shocked. I'm. I'm letting you know that right now. I'm not shocked. And we're just going to have to see how it goes. Um, I. That's a big. I, 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 but but then again, like devil's advocate. If I'm a billionaire, you're not about to make me sell my fucking team, though. They can because when you it's like you sign the bylaws, right? Oh, so it's like okay. if you, you know get that. if you get caught in some fuck shit, and niggas like oh, we can't be a so because it's like you got remember everything is it's a business, so everything you do is a kickback. So you lose that Phoenix Suns revenue, it's like ooh, nigga, you fucking up. And it's like of course if you tie to other owners, they don't want to be in that shit. They'll be like, mm-hmm. all right, sell your team because you're still getting money. NBA franchises is going for half a bill at at the worst. He got a a team that's contending for championship. It's big markets, big markets. Like the teams, the teams that got sold, LA, Minnesota did what? 
I think Minnesota was oversold just because LA was for two billion because the dude just had mad bread. He just didn't want to like fuck with him. It was a collection of owners that uh, bought into the Timberwolves, right? So mm-hmm. it's things like that. You got to have a lot of money, but you're gonna say you're gonna recoup. He brought the team for like what twenty million at a time, maybe <laughs> maybe fifty, less than a hundred. So he's going to make a great return on investment no matter what if they force him to sell. If they force you to sell at this era, right? Unless you're like the Knicks or something, which, you know, they're not fucking with you. Not, you're getting $3 billion if you sell the Knicks or the oh, Lakers. That's... You get $3 billion plus, they... plus residuals. Plus residuals. So you feel me? Bro. So. That's one, that's one team, that and the Lakers and possibly a Texas team. Now, the Golden State Warriors is also valued at that right now. The Warriors, if you sold the Warriors today. I know them niggas bought it today. Yeah, you saw the Warriors today. But like, I, I would just say probably the Celtics, Celtics Knicks, Celt- Lakers. Celtics can't leave. Celtics not leaving that town. They I think no, it, but I'm just saying like that's one of the story franchise yeah, that if get, they try to sell you it, get, you got you got to up a couple of bills for that. You, get, you, you getting bills, and you can't. They're not, they're not gonna let you relocate. You getting bills. That's a fact. Now the NFL is back. I ain't gonna lie. This first week of NFL was fire. Shout out to Saquon Barkley for the Giants when at least one fucking New York team is doing something. Come on, Jets. Oh, those your boys. Aaron Rodgers, I hate your dumb ass. Made me lose my fantasy matchup this week. You want to sit here and throw? I'm so upset at this nigga doing all them fucking aphrodisiac drugs and shit, and you can't fucking score a damn touchdown and get your ass whooped. But that's not what I'm talking about. NFL's back. We're going to probably talk about it more often. The first week was popping. Um, shout out to the Browns for beating Carolina. And I, Russell Wilson got his ass handed to him, um, you know, by Geno Smith. But Brett Farr, there's been reports that Brett Farr has been stolen from Mississippi's welfare funds. Reports? It is full-blown text messages that show the nigga saying, yo, they need to the save reports. <laughs> Just to be journalistic, you know? <laughs> Go ahead, though. Brett Favre and the, the, what was it, former governor of Mississippi, essentially yep, yep. funneled $5 million in taxpayer money, or was it 10 5 or 10, some number like that. To and then he, used, then he used also some money to pay for his daughter, um, Field, right? Yeah, the, it, was the floor. it was for the volleyball facility that for the school that his daughter attends. Brett Favre made at least 100 M's in his career. Just probably off of just contracts. It's off a of contract. We've not, we, we not been talking about endorsements. He's still kind of what he does, the Wrangler jeans that shit. That nigga is still all the old nigga shit. Wrangler jeans, Bengay, all the, the fucking elbow patch shit. That nigga isn't all of them shits. They pay, <laughs> but it's just like, yo, bro, I understand rich people don't use their money for shit, but why are you looking for tax loopholes to help your daughter? Like, I get it. You want to help your kid? Donate something or use some of your have one of your endorsements. People that's endorse you donate some money. Like, why are you using taxpayer? Dollars? I know Mississippi is like a racist ass place to live for black people, but it's like, shit, niggas don't. I, we all understand taxes is a motherfucker when you poor. And also, it's one of the most poorest states in the country, bro. And you're doing that to them, bro. Ain't charging million dollars in speeches. What the fuck? If, I ain't gonna lie. Whoever paying Brett for a million dollars for him just to talk to people, yeah, yeah, dumbasses in the first place. I ain't paying Brett for a million dollars for shit to talk to me about some damn shit other than football. But to do that, to steal from, and then the thing about it is, you seen all the, you seen how they kind of scrutinize black players when they do something messed up, like Clinton Portis. Because Clint Portis was on the Shannon Sharp um, comment section when Shannon Sharp posted a video of when they talked about it on Undisputed. They basically 
criminalize him for, you know, even though he did something wrong, I think he was stealing off of some money off the health insurance. You know, they was a part of that scam. And they basically, he basically not getting um, referred to the Hall of Fame or anything like that. They kind of like shut all that shit down for him. And he had to pay a lot of money back. I feel like Brett Favre is going to get a little slap on the wrist. And that's about it. He's not going to be condemned like other art, like other black NFL players. So this is kind of just crazy. And, and, and the thing about it, it was like he was not, he's not one of the NFL players that go broke after their careers. Because we hear that a lot about the NFL players. Brett Ford is not one of them. Brett Ford has always had a job. He always had endorsements. He's been he's been out here. And then you talk about, hey, is this going to get tracked if I if I accept this money? to one of the poorest states and you tapping into their welfare system, I ain't going to hold you, bro. That shit, that shit is, that shit for the birds, for real. That's true. That's a fact. Time out. Y'all seen, seen the video of Genuine put, lifted himself off the ground, nigga. That shit is hilarious. This nigga know what he doing. <laughs> Wait, don't tell me this. It's hold a new Genuine meme. We, we can talk about it offline. I just had to make the, the audience aware if they haven't seen it. The shit about get, yo, her, her saying, let me lick the gooch, and the nigga, <laughs> you just got to see it, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Genuine, all you old niggas need to go sit your ass down somewhere. Fuck that, old niggas. Get that motherfucking money. You know what's young people laughing at you? Well, shit, we almost old niggas in like 10 years. But you know, we laughing at y'all niggas. It's fine. It's cool. Cause you're gonna keep getting booked. Cause niggas gonna see what crazy shit you're gonna do next. I'm with it. You don't see that nigga on a $10 concert? What's your thoughts on Road Timmy and that Falcons theme song shit? You told me about that shit before this. I'm still laughing. I mean, fuck it. They got to get the bag. Get the bag, young nigga. Get the bag. Fuck it. I don't care. You, you, you giving a nigga that's not even from Atlanta. All the niggas from Atlanta is in jail. <laughs> On the Rico charts, that's why they can't get. You could have got little baby. You could even got Ti or Two Chains. They want unproblematic niggas. Like, have we not learned this uh, about the NFL? You cannot be problematic as a nigga. You just said this shit about Brett Favre. Any nigga that gets in trouble in the NFL is gone. Remember the nigga that bet on his t- sports team got suspended for a year? Bro, that's it. <laughs> unproblematic. The whole salary off of that dumb shit. It was hard as fuck to find an unproblematic nigga from Atlanta, so they just grabbed Ro Timmy. <laughs> a nigga that make Afro beats, R&B too. You know what? Let's get to the song of the week. <laughs> All right. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please exit out and go to one of your favorite sh- streaming platform whether that is spotify apple stitcher you name it we are on there and go type this might not go and go listen and you can go listen to our song of the week or you can go to apple music playlist and go listen to our previous songs on the week what's what's your song of the week this week brother i'm playing white shit i don't even give a fuck Come on now, we I, we we it, it, niggas subscribe to our Patreon. We know you should know that we did have a, a lights. Uh, this might not go by radio when we play nothing but white music. <laughs> All right, so the first one. This is my my favorite song right now. I ain't gonna hold you. This is Sunroof by Nicki Yor and Daisy. You know it. 
a cool and kind of not Wanna give myself to you Yeah, we're driving down the freeway at night I only got one thing in the back of my mind I'm feeling like this might be my time to shine With you, with you, with you I got my head out the sunroof Oh shit. my nigga, my nigga got his white bag for real. I fuck with that song. That shit fire. Alright, uh my next record, this is a little country bop. I ain't gonna front. Shout out Trevor Jackson. He was singing this shit on Instagram live and I was like, oh this shit lit. This is Tennessee Whiskey, Chris Stapleton. <laughs> Spend my nights out in ballroom Liquor was the only love I'd known Get in your bag, Chris, get in your bag But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom Whiskey, you're as sweet You're as warm as a glass of brandy, and honey, I stay strong. To get in my country bag right quick. All right, I didn't know you. I didn't know you was going into your white I, bag I was, like this. This episode, I would have came with my white music too if that was the case. Nah, sir, I got some nigga shit. This is Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. It's a bad habit. Kinda mad that I didn't take a step back. Thought you were too good for me, my dear. Never gave me time of day, my dear. It's okay, things happen for reasons that I think are sure. I bite my tongue, that's a bad habit. That's my shit. Okay, okay. Oh, well, I ain't gonna hold you. I don't feel like doing my song of You came with some good shit this week, bro. Yeah. But this is off the I'ma go with Nav. This is off his new albums, Demon Protected by Angel. This is featuring Little Uzi Vert. Interstellar. No, no, I do not need the patience. Yeah, diamonds they waiting on races. Yeah, pull up a hop and get facelift. Yeah, my niggas they really take 
evasive, yeah Everything I do evasive, yeah I really came from the basement, yeah Run my curb out, ain't no payments, yeah No, I do not need that bitch She moving too basic I don't want none of her energy That girl, she's moving too basic Acting like she is so into me But I can tell this girl freaking I'm in the cut like a motherfucking doctor But no, I do not got no patience No, I do not got no patience That because these niggas, they not relate Never run money, only thing I'm chasing I just be dodging bullets like the Matrix Niggas, they throwing shots Yeah, they missing, they better off throwing rocks Yeah, I rap with my niggas, they chose the blocks Getting millions, I barely could form my knots Nowadays, no, I am not with the waiting No, no, I do not hate the bitches Yeah, diamonds, they waiting, I'm racist Yeah, pull up, I hop and get facelift Yeah, hey, that was Nav featuring Lil Uzi Vert Interstellar Go cop that new, uh, a new Nav album That shit's fire um, but I had to play Ari Lennox, you feel me, off her new album, ASL. If you don't know about ASL, you too young, you feel me? If you don't know about that, you feel me? But here is Ari Lennox blocking you. blocking you and you already know who the last artist is going to be i've been telling you i'm gonna play a song from him every single week and this week is nothing different this is la russell gang hey. oh man i never get to do these kind of tracks Illustrate. 
right, so that was La Russell Gang. You already know what it is. You can go listen to our previous song of the week on our Apple Music playlist. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, what is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No special guest this week. Slick and I is holding it down as usual. Yep, bald head gang in the building. Come on now. All right, so we got a couple topics. So I want to talk about this. Now this going this going this is going to trigger some feathers uh, in women. I ain't gonna hold you, women. Don't don't cancel us. But this is something that we have to call you guys out on. Why do y'all constantly? I don't know how to put this into proper words, slick. Y'all keep saying anything that we do with other guys is gay in some sort. Like us guys can't do anything, bro. If we hang out with our guys, why you want to hang out with your friends so much? It's gay. If we want <laughs> if a guy, and I saw this on Twitter, this is why I had to, because this has been an onslaught of tweets from, 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 from women accounts that I've seen about what guys can't do. And this read, a man who stays around bitches is either gay or a groupie. It's no in between. And it's kind of like, bro, anything that us guys do now, we can't do nothing, basically, Slick. Oh, and this is not for all women. I don't want to put, you know, I know some of y'all be looking for it. This is only certain women on social media that be saying these things. Not all women believe this. I can't believe I had to give her this little disclaimer. I think people with common sense would notice that it's not all women that think this way. But apparently some of you damn listeners over here take offense when we don't say some a, a, a percentage of women think this way. Okay, go ahead. I think that's the reason. I do disclaimer. But I think our disclaimer is the reason why certain women tweet shit like that. Because they know the nigga that they're trying to talk to or trying to get their attention, they're going to say some shit and they're going to either correct the behavior or stop fucking with them. And what nigga is going to stop fucking with a girl? You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think that's what it is. It's the power of the internet. Women run the internet. Women run Twitter. Women women run Instagram. Don't let the niggas with the, the money phone pictures fool you they posting that for bitches i'm sorry to call them bitches i just don't know their names and i'm just like they're not they're not trying not, not even that i'll be real they're not even i said bitches because they're not trying to get real women they want the women that are, are floored by that shit the women that'll pass up a good dude because of that picture like that's the shit that we're that we're talking about right so i think like when girls tweet shit like that they know niggas is watching and it's like it's not just gonna be the nigga they want to do it they number two niggas probably paying attention to that shit. Niggas that they didn't even know like them. Niggas in their DM is paying attention to that shit. They gonna get traction. You feel me? And even the niggas mm-hmm. that argue underneath their page and shit is probably in their DMs saying the absolute opposite of whatever the fuck <laughs> they top that how they arguing on Twitter. You feel me? That's why I exactly. Like, it's not about fun. It's just like we live in an era. Like we're coming from a generation who so like you alluded to earlier. Our, we saw our parents work their ass off, right? Our black black mm-hmm. parents working and Latino parents, brown parents, they was working they asshole, and they didn't have time for fun. And a lot of that trickled down to us is like, yo, we tried to have fun, but we were also I could have had fun and not went to college. <laughs> like, I could have had fun and got. That's a fun. I could. I, there were a lot of options out there that we didn't know about. We were given one route, 
So now our generation is trying to remove those that trauma as long as the, the generation trauma from other shit that's happened to us and trying to have fun, but it comes at a cost because when we like niggas don't need too much. I just saw a tweet that said I gotta find it. I think I liked it, but Shorty basically said she was watching her, her nigga play two K and she saw like you know how the two K give you the fake girlfriend. Oh yeah, and she's like, I ain't gonna lie. Two K, y'all give me, a, y'all give a nigga a white girlfriend though. I, ain't, I, I should at least let niggas choose who their girl is, bro. I ain't gonna hold you, Two K, but continue. <laughs> but basically, the, the fake girlfriend was like, "We need to talk XOXO," and she said she's about to punch the the fucking PlayStation. I was like, "I wish you would hit my PlayStation." <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just like it shit. Like, but but my the whole thing about it is those is the type of women that are tweeting these things out is like. If we do anything without you included, it's gay. And the thing about it is, then y'all will, then is then is the thing about it is now is now we start doing the pause, no homo thing. Oh, what's your problem with all that? And it's like, yo, y'all don't understand the coalition that y'all do with with saying anything that us guys do is gay type of thing. Yeah, you don't see how we how y'all are kind of promoting. Oh. oh no! This is gonna sound bad. Yes, it is. You about to go real left? Yes, I'm gonna stop myself here because it's not Patreon. I'm gonna just say I've learned to outgrow that shit. I don't care if my short because girls say that shit because they want to spend time with you, and a lot of girls have learned how to be tough. So I think with that toughness, they are in a position where it's like, all right, well, fuck it. I don't want to say I miss you and I want you here. So I'm gonna just I'm a clown your shit. It's like when like that. It's like the reverse of the rule when you was younger and you was mean to a girl because you liked her. Like they say dumb shit like that because they like you and they want your time and affection. You feel me? But that, but that's so stupid to sit here and tell us that what we doing together is gay. You hang out with your men, it's gay. Oh, y'all go to the gym together. That's because oh, that's because yeah. we play two K. You you, you rushing the, to go home. That's also because half the shit the girls do together is gay. You forget girls send each other nudes and do all this extra shit. And like sometimes some of them even kiss each other and go on dates with each other. So it's fine. Like niggas not gonna call that gay. Like, oh, look at you and your gay friend. Like it's cool. Yeah. Like it's like it's, it's okay, babe. You got it. Like we don't care. It doesn't bother us when girls do certain stuff. But for a lot of men, men having friends can be can get you in trouble sometimes because like your friends might be on different type of time. <laughs> we we forgetting these girls got some whole ass friends over here. They be doing a whole bunch of whole stuff, hyping out. But that's that's a that's a that's a different story for a lot of time over here. All right, you had you. I remember last week you wanted to before we went into our rant last week, but you had something to talk about with social media cheating. Uh, it was more so like I saw the video a couple weeks ago and I was like, it was funny because I thought he was the dude was bugging until I like I was like, oh, I guess he has a point. Basically, I'm not gonna play the video for time's sake, but on TikTok, this dude was on a podcast and he was talking. He's like, yo, I honestly had a point. I would rather my girl give out her number than her social media because for you like you bugging that number is mad person. But he's like, but think about it. His points were all right. You can text, you can, all you can do on the phone, text, FaceTime, call. A lot of times you're not getting that shit off in front of me. You can hide it, but at a point you're going to slip up if that's some wild shit. You feel me? But social mm-hmm. media, you're in constant contact. This person has pictures of your partner. They can still text, still call, still FaceTime. Your partner can keep tabs. They can DM privately, all of that shit. Comment, you know, and if y'all go through a bad time and she's like, Oh, who's this so and so commenting or liking pictures? And she, you know, the symbol like three pictures that's like from a month, a year ago or something, just to get attention. You feel me to unlike them and go back and do it again every couple months just as the check in. Not saying I'm a slimy nigga and I've done this, but you know, you just understand how to get you know. <laughs> 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 Anyways, but I think that 
that's some dumb shit. And it's like, oh, oh, who's this? Oh, I remember so and so. He was at the party. He tried to bag me. I was like, nah, I got a man, you know, or I got a girl. And you know, I, I, before it's like it opens Pandora's box because it's like you kind of that you really can keep a person in in, in in waiting and still interact at your leisure. You feel me? And I just and, like, and, like, and plus and plus not to cut you off. Also, texting is not even popular these days. I remember back in the days, texting was everything. Now niggas barely like to text anything like that. So having a social media. It's better access to you, and it also keeps also keeps me updated on your relationship. If I see you post a fuck nigga free song, I already know that nigga fucked up, and it's my turn to shine. Right. You outside <laughs> post, you outside posting like eight nine selfies. You want somebody to see it? You feel me? But it's like, yeah. but it, but it's like, this, this one this one girl I know when she when one of her hoes acting up, that's the only time she posts a boomerang of herself. Or you know, you listen to this pod, so you know who you are because the. On regular, she just posts like you know random funny memes or just like random stuff that she she might like. But when when one of her one of her things acting up, she drop she drop a fire pick or a boomerang to a song to get the streets. You know, this to time. add a little razzle dazzle. Say, and like half the time, it's a game from the male or the female perspective. It's like fuck it, like I, I follow. Oh, look, she looking alright. Oh, he, you know, it's like it's really just bullshit to to buy time or like you said, fuck around from time to time. But it's also like it could depending on the strength of your relationship, it could be viewed as a negative thing. And it was funny he's on the podcast with women, so even the homeboy was like, "Yo, you wildin." But then he asked the girl, so if your nigga did this, they like, oh, nah, nah, that's not happening. Ah. I was like, oh, shit. And it was a follow-up video. It was girls that basically said, like, if you, it's, this, is, this will probably get niggas in trouble. But if you like uh, if you like a girl's story or shit, that, like, that's you basically just you want to fuck her. Or, and vice versa. Like, if you over here like it. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, I, I comment. But it's like, you don't just comment on random girl stories or random nigga stories. It's like, oh, hold mm-hmm. up. You feel me? Yeah. I was like. I think, I think, I think when you reply to the story or react. Now, yeah, if I'm reacting hard eyes or I'm reacting, you know, that. But if I like your story, because I ain't going to lie. It's like you open a Pandora's box with that. Because some no, of these girls begin your head big up because I liked your story. I just like what I'm the just, hell you I'm, post. Yo, I'm just saying what the girl said, but I was like, I'm just saying like there's layers to the social media shit that you know I never thought about till I saw this. And I'm not even tripping about it, but it's also like it's funny because like, damn, if I like your story, I mean I'm gonna fuck you. I had to think about it. Like, hmm, would I? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, but no, cause I cause I this is not the first time I heard of that, and I hear a lot of girls be like, oh, Oh, he liked my story. He must be. I'm like, nah, this kind of kind of like your outfit. It's kind of like when I double tap on your post. Doesn't mean that I'm on your body. But now if I'm reacting hard eyes or I reply to your story, then you might have more of a case on like, yeah, nigga on my body. But if I just like your story, because this sometimes I just like people's story just because just because type shit. You feel should me? be valid sometimes. You feel me? I'm not thinking nothing of it. I still don't think nothing of it afterwards. Even like the giving out your social shit. I'm like, it's wild. But I'm like, I'm not tripping about it. It depends on what you do with it. Like, I know I'm the type of nigga and I'm not fun to follow. I'm not fun to talk to. I told you, oh, yeah. I text my friends every three months. If I have to initiate the conversation, I'm texting you every two to three months. And niggas know this. So, every- yeah, so, so if, Slick, if Slick was single out here and he was giving you his social, girl, would, that means he don't want you. Y'all would hate <laughs> Cause at least if my number, I could look at the message and I think about responding. I, I like, yeah. and I'm single. I'll talk to you, but like, come on. You feel but me? yeah, I, but I, I definitely understand how guys might feel the way if the girl give out the social. I definitely could see because you know I I think you know just like you said before, social media are just kind of run by women. So it was like, uh, uh, okay, this is gonna sound bad, but a lot of women get a lot of 
They get a lot of gratification out of that shit. Yes. So it's kind of like, and also you get a constant, like women, I, I know some of my homegirls and I see some of their DMs. Guys will keep doubling back, will keep circling around. They might stop talking to you and three months later, they see you post something, reply back, trying to get back in there and just kind of like, and, and then, you know, you're not really, you're not really inclined to block a person on Instagram, then you block their it's, numbers. It's not that you know? It's jokes. Yeah. It's jokes until somebody feels it's hurt. It's like, fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, until, until a homie start wild now in your DM, like, yeah, you dusty. You know, what? that's when you're going to block them. But yeah. you're more inclined to block somebody's phone number than block them on Instagram. Yeah. Even if you're because you know, you can't follow them, but they still going to follow you type shit. And let's not front. Niggas love their numbers. That's high follower count. Like, you got a positive ratio. Like, my ratio negative. I follow whatever. I don't give a fuck if <laughs> you follow me back or not. Like that positive ratio, that shit is a drug. Remember when niggas was getting? Oh, but what, what, what if Shorty give out a Twitter? Give her, give you her Twitter. I mean, that's the social media. I'm more likely to interact with you on. I'll comment. Like I'll, be, I'm probably the most active yeah. on Twitter. I'm not mad at the Twitter. I ain't gonna hold you. Just, what? Twitter, the real person. That's the real. That's the real you. Twitter is the real. Let's keep it a buck. Actually, yeah. Matter of fact, Shorty, start giving niggas your real Twitter. Because then I can really see what type of Shorty you are. Because then I could go down to what you retweeted, what you liked. I right, hold on. This she 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 a broke bum or nah, she she want a rich nigga or nah, she got her own shit popping. Uh, you know, she she doing her thing. Matter of fact, I ain't gonna ask for no gram no more. Cause I seen you in real life and you know the gram pictures be be a lie. Yeah, be adding filters the and gram shit. Is the, gram is the greatest hits. Yeah. The greatest mm. the Instagram, Instagram. Give yourself a gunshot for that. That was that was a bar right there. What, that was a bar. That was a bar. It is your greatest hit. And and, oh, and 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 you know what they do now? They remove the tag photos, so you don't even see the tag photos because that's what you. Because we could talk about this a lot of time, but when you investigate in a potential lover. Instagram, you always look at the tag photos. You don't look yeah, nah, at don't, stuff. But then now they got smart and removed that shit. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Instagram is your greatest hit. Your story is your single. Or like, your story is SoundCloud. Like, that's you dropping random, your random hits, seeing if, if somebody bite, you know, you feel mm-hmm. it. You feel it's not postable. Like, it's not forever postable, but it's on some cool shit. If it's, if it's valid, you put it on the mixtape. You save the story in, on the page. You feel me? Facts. And then Twitter is just like that's that's you. That Twitter. Oh, you give them bonus cuts. It's like it's like the deluxe album. You feel me? You might drop a post with a couple pictures, and then if you have some other pictures that you didn't feel like to make that cut, you might throw it up there the next week so you can draw traction into that other post that you do. You feel me? Yeah. Now, matter of fact, we got now save that, save that in the docket. We got to break that down more often. But I go lie, I, I, I'm a one of Shorty's Twitter than anything because that shows me. Yeah, more of your personality. That's but then again, I'd be on Twitter reliking shit and all that shit. But too, think so about I don't know about you, that. But but, <laughs> but think about it. You liking shit is shit that you like. You feel me? Instagram has become. I ain't, and even, I ain't gonna and hold even, you. I like I like Snapchat. that video of Meg Thee Stallion shaking her ass in Brazil. Oh my god! I'm about to say, but you're a dude. That's that's not unexpected. And that's the thing. It's it's not as raw, but it's like the rated R version of you. Like that is you. Not completely, but that's like your most vulnerable social media because you're sharing your thoughts. Even if you're not saying it, you're retweeting or liking things that align with what you're thinking and saying. Mm, I agree. I agree with that. Most I think gotten, that's good. I must say, the most I've ever gotten in trouble with for Instagram is like maybe taking a shirtless pic or like, you know, 
somebody t- hitting you and you hit them back type shit. Versus like Twitter, you could just like some like a picture and it's like, oh, what the fuck does that mean, motherfucker? I, I was like, shit. Oh yeah, I, I got over tw- I got over Twitter for years in college. I was like, oh, these girls is gone. I didn't think that this meant that much to you. My fault. <laughs> yeah, you can't be between shit. Remember, remember we had Hershey chocolate on the previous episode, and you know she she got on us for liking certain stuff. She got on, on you. On I supported you because I was like, that shit was fucking amazing video. You should have liked it a thousand times. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> oh, but that's a good way to end it. I think we pot enough along enough. Alright. Um Yeah. Please email us at this might not go well. If you any brain deals and all that good shit, you feel me? Fuck it. You be out here. <laughs> it's your host with the most BBZ Poppy Side Zone. It's your boy Slick Grease and y'all be great and we'll see y'all next week. Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it. One take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one. All right, done. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely finding a new place to record that. You know how many times niggas had came in this bitch? I heard you was typing. interrupting me. I heard. That's cool. All right, Birdie, I'll talk to you later. All right, I'm gonna put this shit together by the morning. All right. I'm gonna just do it. Now. I'm gonna download it. All right. Yes. All right. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Get down. Get down. Down. <laughs>